0: what's going on everybody welcome into anti-up howard bender and adam ronis here from fantasy alarm on the sawdust podcast network what is up adam Ronas? um i know you're not a big movie guy but you know i feel like you know the beginning of wedding crashers when you got vince vaughn and owen wilson they're like what, what's better christmas season or wedding season All right i feel like that's the same case right here adam what's better christmas season or draft season
1: Oh, I was going to say it's not weddings, clearly. As, uh, I think that that's an obvious answer for me. Uh, probably probably draft season. I think it is.
0: You think? You yeah,
1: think I think it's draft season. Yep. You're not sure? No, I'm sure. Draft season. <laughs> it gets hectic, though, man. March and August are just brutal, man. You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, yeah, I just I literally I. Like, ran inside. I did the show with Jim today. I ran inside to, to, you know, relieve myself. I came out to record with you. And my wife's like, do you have another draft tonight? I'm like, yes, I do, honey. Yes. She's like, you didn't tell me about it. I'm like, yes, I did, honey. Told you yesterday while you and I were in the middle of another draft. She's like, fine. Not making dinner then. (laughs) I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) You got salami and cheese then for the draft.
0: No, sir. No, 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 no. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me and the salami. So, no, I will not be doing that at all. But thanks, dude. Thanks so much. Um, so so drafts this weekend, you had a home league draft this weekend. You also, we didn't get a chance to talk about your, uh, your GST draft um, that you did last week, middle of last week. Um, how are your drafts going here? Are you uh you feeling good? You feeling confident? Yeah, I mean, we went
1: over it last week, but losing Eloy Jimenez and the main event sucks, so that was a big blow. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good with most of my drafts, and you know, I'll say this because people hear you say it and they think, Oh, you just say that stuff. But I've always said you gotta let the draft come to you and take the value that's presented to you uh-huh. and it happened here in the GST because I had no plans at all uh, to take JT Real Muto. He's just not part of my plan. And uh, Ed Kiss is actually my partner in this draft. So he was there for like most of it. And he obviously had to leave a little early uh, to head home. And we're sitting there. We're like, damn, JT Real Muto still available here. Like, what is going on? Um and it was the sixth round, bro. Pick 82 overall. And I looked at him. I'm like, dude, we got to take him, right? He's like, yeah, man. We took him in round six, seventh pick of round six in a 15-team league. Had no designs on taking him, but felt like he fell too far. I mean, at that point, I'm going to take the shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, how many times have we seen that? Where you're just like, I don't understand why this dude is dropping. And you do. You have to change your plans. You have to, you know, make that pivot because – I mean, listen, it's <laughs> is it? It's not going to really screw you up if you feel like this guy, if you're getting him at such a, an insane value, well, it's not really screwing you up as far as, like, your overall draft play. I mean, maybe it's like, you know, you you pivot a pick or two here. Oh, I was going to go for pitching, but now I'll go, you know, just around. A like, I'm sorry, but I don't think uh, if, if you're getting that that good of a discount on a player – it can't be bad. Well, also too. Look who
1: now. The other guy I was looking at there was Matt Olson. He happened to go with the next pick. Uh, probably wasn't going pitcher. Already had two pitchers. So it was Matt Olson went after Sonny Gray, Charlie Morton, Javier Baez, Jose Altuve, Paul Goldschmidt, Kesten Hira, Anthony Rizzo. Not really interested in those. like. You know, I was like, eh. so the, the way I looked at it was all right. Well, kind of iron Yoan Moncada. So I said, all right, he has a, a better chance of coming back. He did it. He went at seven three. I got Lourdes Gurriel in the seventh round. And I guess I realized I have a lot of Lourdes Gurriel this year. Maybe not a lot, but I, <laughs> I also took him in my home league auction this weekend. And I believe I have him in labor. Yeah, I have him in labor. So I do have him in quite a few leagues. So it kind of worked out. Um, although I did. This was such a weird draft. It was really difficult like this even because Chris McCarroll's in this and I picked nine, he picked 11. He messaged me. He's like, yo, this is, what is going on? I'm like, yeah, we're on the wrong side of the draft because the other side is like where all the odd picks went. <laughs> and it's like, damn, man, we're on the wrong side of this shit. Because, uh, let me see. that. Yeah, like uh, Abreu went 2-9 to Adam Lorber. Like 2-9 for Jose Abreu? Yeah. Alex Bregman went two thirteen, Like, wow. Herschel went 3-1. Alonso went 3-4. I mean, Kyle Tucker, I got it in the third round, pick nine. Right. I mean, he usually goes early third. Maybe it's the high stakes um, leagues. That's why I'm used to. But I was like, okay, I'll take him there. Uh, But, yeah, there was just some weird players of of where they went, where they fell. Even Vlad, I mean, he almost made it back to me around four. I was like salivating. I'm like, oh, shit. But he went 4-4, went before me. Uh, Jose Barrios went sixth pick of round
0: four. <sighs> yeah, that's that's a bit much.
1: Yeah, and I have him in a main event. I took him in round five, and it's because pitching gets pushed up there, and I didn't have a pitcher. They ideally, don't want him to be the one. Um, but yeah, it was just some always some odd picks, and like that's the thing is like, oh yeah, I could get this guy and wait, and then he goes before like surrounds Sandy Alcantara, I love the guy, right? He went first pick around seven to Joe Galena. Like, that's kind of early. He's an eighth, ninth round guy. Like, But I guess the way you look at it is, hey, he had the first pick. If he wants him, he got to take him because he ain't making it back. And Kyle Hendricks went second pick around seven. I think that's a really
0: good value. Is GST a 15-teamer also? Yeah, 15 teams. Okay interesting man very, i have very
1: interesting i have a lot of lance mccullers was hoping he would make it back to me around eight he went seven twelve. so just really weird oh i have another mike Moustakis here. i was wondering yeah i got moustakas in this league and in my home league and the yeah. thing about moustakas keep in mind right now he has first and second base eligibility he's gonna get third he's playing third base
0: he's gonna have three different positions of eligibility yeah oh believe me dude i, I... I'm a huge Mustakis fan. I've been a huge Mustakis fan. Uh, it was bu- I was bummed that he was losing his third base eligibility this year. But, you know, grabbing it back um, for sure. You know, it's so funny that you're like, oh, this guy went early, that guy went early. In- so in my home league, you know, yesterday, um, well, one of my home leagues, Sitting there doing the draft, right right before the draft starts, I get a text from one of the guys in the league, a friend of mine, um, and it's a photo of him and another guy from the league sitting there on the couch with the coffee table in front of them, each have their own laptops, and they're getting ready to draft, and spread out on the coffee table right in front of them is the ultimate cheat sheet from Fantasy Alarm, with... Uh, a header on it in bright red letters that said Bender's faves and a bunch of names were circled on the, uh, on on the sheet and lo and behold, they did throughout this draft. They like a round or two early um, of what I was expecting. Like all of a sudden it was like Austin Meadows, Ramon Laureano, Lourdes Gurriel, Lance McCullers, like guys who I was, uh, you know, super in on that I wanted to get. Um, and, and these guys, one guy was drafting right next to me. Um, he had the second overall pick and the other guy was on the other side of the draft. Um, and he had the uh, the 15th pick. I mean, it was just, it was freaking believable uh, with that. So, yeah, people reaching uh, a couple of pick, you know, a couple of rounds too early uh, and then doing it with, you know, like, with the intent to screw me. It was terrible, dude. It was terrible.
1: Yeah, that sucks. With the home leagues, they know who you want. It happens to me all the time. They bid them up. And it's just, it's tough.
0: Yeah. I do have a story, though, from yesterday's draft that I know you're going to love. I know you're going to love. Because what does it involve? It involves a very angry wife. So, <laughs> so we're on this conference call, Right and i know that you know i know that she'll never listen to this podcast so i can say it um we're on this conference call you know all 16 teams so that in case anything goes wrong you can you know scream out to the commissioner and just be like yo pause the draft whatever blah 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 and we can resolve the issues you know pretty quickly obviously you know there's a bunch of shit talking going on there as well um we're in like round 8 and we start hearing this one guy's wife screaming at him. I mean, calling him every name in the book, like really just flipped out on him, blah, blah, blah. Like you would have thought that like she just found out that he's been cheating on her or something like that. But A, he would never do that because he's too good of a guy. But he lied to her about what he had to do today, which is why he told her that they couldn't, he couldn't go somewhere with her. He couldn't do something with her. And then she finds out he's in the middle of this draft and she goes ballistic on him. And all we hear is really close to the phone. I gotta go guys. <laughs> like Kind of soft. You hear it click, you know, it's a conference call. So you hear the exit and you look at the computer and he immediately goes on to auto draft and we never saw him the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, that sounds like my friend. Or someone I know who has to lie to his wife for drafts. He'll be like, we'll be in the conference room at his job doing a fantasy football draft. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, I got to get back to work now. I'll call you later. Meanwhile, we're drafting. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, but I, I also got a story, too, of uh, and being a fair commissioner, right? So this is an auction. I'm the commissioner of the league. And it was late in the draft. I threw out Jonathan India for a buck. No one's bidding. I get him for a buck. I'm like, yes. Someone like in the chat says I can't bid. I'm like, oh shit. So I suspend. He's like, I can't bid. I guess someone else looked at his roster. was like, oh well, you have a second base spot open. India is not second base. I'm like, yeah, he's not eligible. He's like, well, I can move this guy here. And I'm like, well, you still have this. He's like, but then I can move this guy here. I was like, oh shit, you're right. So moved it for him. Backed it out. Put India on the board. A dollar. He goes two, and I lose him. Like, if I was a dick commissioner or if I, nope, just looked without going into deep. said, nope, second base is open. i sorry. Can't, boom, move on. Then, you know, and the guys like, oh, thank you. But it's like, don't thank me. I mean, that's, you got to be like that as a commissioner, man. That's what your job is. You know, it doesn't matter if you're involved. And uh, I've always done that. And it it, it hurt me. You know, I wanted India. So I didn't get him. I did get him. Where did I get him? Oh, in um, TGFBI Fab. Which pissed me off, dude. I got three guys and no fucking runner-ups.
0: What's wrong uh, with you people? Oh For shit. What did you all right? You know what? Cause I did uh I did Fab. What did you spend? Cause I got I got India and I got Josh Rojas.
1: I draft I draft. Wait, no, did I get I think Rojas was drafted because that's a guy that I have in a lot of leagues. I took him in tow wars. Like I was on him in early March. I remember. Uh, when I went on with Jim Bowden, he was like, Oh, that's a really good pick because I got kind of like I'm 27. Um, because you could see early on that he was hidden. I'm like, You know what? There's a chance here. Did I? No, nah, I don't have him. And um, someone he was definitely drafted because I didn't put a fab bid on him.
0: Um, what did
1: you get India for? 28. Oh, that's not bad. It doesn't matter though. Like, I'm just looking, there was. There was only six runner-up bids in all the players that were won. Someone went 125 on Archer, Chris Archer. That was kind of puzzling to me.
0: That's that's really – you know what? I mean, that's so funny that, like, Chris – yeah, it makes no sense to me either. I had a guy, you know, who looked like he was drafting for 2010. Like, Adam Wainwright in the middle of the draft. Um Chris Archer in the middle of the draft, like not even at like last pick of the draft or bargain price or anything like that. It was, um, yeah, I thought that was like utterly bizarre, utterly bizarre.
1: Yeah, so India for 28. I mean, yeah, it's not a high price. I got Logan Webb for 22. There was no runner up and. Jose Alvarado for 18, because I lost Kirby Yates in this. And I know Alvarado did not pitch well in his last outing. And he might be the only lefty in that Phillies pen, which is a concern. So maybe he doesn't close, but you know, 18 bucks, I'll take the shot. And then um I had Adam Atavino. I drafted him. And then today we find out, oh yeah, a false positive of Matt Barnes. And yeah, I don't want to wish any ill will on the guy, but I was hoping Otavino would at least open the year and <laughs> get me some saves. So it's always my Achilles heel and TGFBI is closers. And right now I have Jake McGee. Well, actually, I have in a lot of leagues. I guess I'm just a little bit higher on him than most. I have him in the main event. I have him in my home league. Towers, I got sniped by Rudy Gamble. He picked him one pick before me. Uh, so, yeah, saves are going to be, I mean, I need McGee to close. Out of Vino and then Jose Alvarado. So it's kind of a problem but i'm sure there'll be more saves. We know there's going to be plenty of saves that emerge in the wave wire. The question is how much fab do you allocate to it? And that's the problem. You don't want to spend a ton.
0: No, you don't. I mean, listen, if if, if it's, you know, i i definitely don't, you know, when you when you're chasing saves, you can't. Like that's the thing. Like you can't because you you could spend, you know, 50 bucks on a guy, right? And he gets you once, you know, he gets one save. Then it's like everybody's putting in on him for fab. You put 50 bucks on him, you get him, right? And then he doesn't get another fucking save the rest of the way. Exactly. And I mean, so it's like, that's one of the, I mean, I hate chasing saves on the waiver. But you know what? I I, I honestly think that everybody, like, I, I don't know anybody who's like really double tapped the elite closers, nor have I ever seen a year where double tapping elite closers is a foolproof scheme. So, everybody. I think everybody's chasing saves this year. Did Which you hear what's, makes it difficult. You hear what's going on with the Cardinals? You hear what John Mozalock said? What he say? Oh, so who's closing for you? Um, well, in the beginning of the season here, for the uh, for at least the first you know month, month and a half, uh, you know it's going to be like Alex Reyes and uh, and and Gallegos with you know Jordan Hicks mixed in. But we really have to you know be careful how we use. Jordan Hicks so you know we're going to ease him more into the season which means now that it's like if you had any investment in Jordan Hicks you just got douched for the like the first month of the season
1: yeah I took him in the GST round 13 pick
0: Oh, oh I'm sorry to do that to you I did not know that that's
1: all right what are you going to do because I wanted um I think it was round nine yeah I wanted Trevor Rosenthal and I passed on him to get Pablo Lopez and I knew fucking Christopher Carroll was going to take him, and he did. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. So, yeah. And then, you know, it came to round 13, and then it's like really pushing. Like, we need to get a closer. I'm like, all right. He's like, Nick Anderson. I'm like, no, bro. I mean, this was before he was hurt. I'm like, no. He's. I think we knew he had something wrong. I'm like, first of all, he's not the closer, and he's banged up. Not doing that. And then who else were we looking at? Because, damn, I didn't even see – uh, oh, Rafael Montero, I'm like, nah, he hasn't been pitching well. I don't trust him. So we kind of just settled on Hicks because at that point in the 15-team league, there's just not much there. So, I mean, I think they want, like you said, they alluded to it in those comments. They want Hicks to be the guy, but he has not pitched a lot in the spring. He had that one batter face, 22 pitches to Luis Guillermo of the Mets. Remember that? That was memorable. It was all over. And he did pitch a couple times after that, but he really hasn't thrown that much. So. I don't see him pitching consecutive days. Maybe they even give him two days off. Um, but that's why we went over it last week. Ranking the closers is a nightmare, man. You can't just go strictly by a list. You kind of have to have a, a gut feel and maybe everyone feels differently or you read things that indicate to you a manager's destination. But it's amazing how so many managers have not named a closer. Even the ones where we think, oh, yeah, this, they still don't name one. They won't even name Jordan Romano the closer.
0: Right. Yeah. No, yeah. That I knew. They didn't want to do that, and I mean, listen, it's yeah. This is this is not going to be a good year for saves, which is why I tell you, man, I I love the fact that you know my other home league went to uh, saves plus holds, right? I just, I you know, it just it, it it's a better way to handle the the relief pitching, I think, and nobody's gonna. You don't have to you know make that jump when you start seeing somebody going for like Liam Hendricks or Chapman, you know. I feel comfortable with the fact that I can get you know a bunch of like eighth inning guys or seventh inning guys who are going to be you know just as valuable much later on in the season. Like it's still funny how people overrate even if, you know it saves plus holds how people overrate uh, those high end closers. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, because they're not recognizing the rule properly.
0: Yeah. Well, just yeah, they're they're that's exactly what it is. They're not. They're not Because I wouldn't that. be
1: spending any draft capital on saves. I'd just be taking a bunch of guys who hold late. And they're always going to come off the waiver wire. There's always, just like the closer position changes, the 7th, 8th inning guys from year to year change as well. Guys step up, dominate, they have velocity uptick or something changes, and now all of a sudden they're pitching in a high leverage situation. Much easier to deal with when
0: it's sold. Much easier to deal with when it's sold. All right, we'll keep this fantasy baseball talk going, Uh, But I just want to give a quick shout out here to our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you guys should be playing on. Here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> so, Adam, uh, you had a home league draft uh, over the weekend. You had GST over the, you know, early, late last week. Do you have more drafts?
1: No, I'm done. I'm actually done a good job of really limiting my leagues this year. How many do you have? Uh, with fab, six.
0: Okay, all right. With Fab six, all right, yeah. With me, it's Fab. I think it's seven,
1: which is very low for me. I'm usually twelve, thirteen.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, dude how how aggravating was like this past oh, Sunday, you dude? Just... I only
1: had I only had three leagues for Fab last night, and it was a fucking pain because Tout doesn't <laughs> Tout's not doing theirs till Wednesday. Right? GST, we're not do we opened it uh not this Sunday, the following Sunday, and my home league. After we do the auction, we do a minor league draft through email two rounds. So I can't open FAB until this gets done. Um, And it's still ongoing. It's like middle of round two. So we're almost done. So, yeah, I but yeah, last night was just like because TGFBI was a while ago. So there were things that changed. Mm-hmm. um labor was about you know was it march 2nd or 3rd so there, and there that's the thing labor's my only twelve team dude there's so so much out there it's so hard to make decisions i wound up not spending much but there were like some really good players out there but i had no one injured or no one eligible for the il so there was and then i was just like who am i dropping here and i didn't see anyone to drop so i only made uh i picked up out of vino for a buck uh dropping Chris Martin because I figured all right out of Vino in a 12 team league, I'm not gonna if you have a path to saves right now, I'm gonna take it. And again, this was before the Matt Barnes non-positive test. Uh, Jordan Romano went for twenty-six. This is out of a hundred dollars.
0: Out of a hundred, yeah. yeah. No, so, listen, I think out of Vino for a dollar. I, I I'm very surprised. And it's not even because of the COVID news for Barnes. It's the fact that I mean, Barnes just hasn't looked that good this right. spring anyway.
1: I mean, I don't think you could close even if Barnes is healthy. So I got him yeah. for a buck, and I got uh, Willie Castro for a dollar. Oh, wait. I thought he is – on RT, he's only short. Oh, okay. doesn't matter. But I thought he – usually a lot of leagues, he's short in 30. He's only short here. But that's fine.
0: Yeah. I um, I tell you what, man. I've I mean, I doubt I would I wouldn't have gotten them in labor labor NL, but I didn't I didn't see that Jonathan India was still available in fab bidding. And that's right? good
1: advice for people that still have not had fab and maybe did. Jonathan is out there in a lot of leagues. And uh, yeah. uh, I know we talked about him on the show um, a couple weeks ago, I mm-hmm. talked about how I got him in round 49 of a draft champions leagues. Again, another example. Don't throw away picks, man. I don't care if it's round 47, 48, 49, 50. Do research. Another guy that I got around 49 or 50, Chaz McCormick of the Astros, and he made the team. Like, if you're doing these draft champions leagues, I know people are like, oh, it's round 50. Oh, let me take a. Uh, and some dude who, oh, let me take this guy. You know, whatever. He's a veteran or whatever. Maybe he gets. No, man. Every pick matters. Just do some research, figure things out, and yeah, you could say, "Oh, well, you got lucky." Well, put in the time to see. All right, well, he's a top prospect. Maybe he gets called up. That's what you usually do in those rounds, anyway. But yeah, India. I mean, it's a big surprise. I mean, dude, I was
0: stunned that he was available. Like stunned that he was available. Um, You know, I mean, because I went through, you know, I went through the list and everything, and looking at players. And, you know, the way RT sports has it, you know, it like defaults to 2020 stats. You can go back and you could look at 2019 or whatever, but it doesn't list, it doesn't list the players, Or right? I didn't see India's name on that, you know, on that list of uh, of guys because I needed a corner infielder because Yohan Camargo wasn't making the Braves. So I was like, shit, I've got to, you know, I've got to put something on now labor. It's, it's a hundred dollars only for, for the bid money. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, like looking at him like Jesus, the, the the only guy that's you know looks like he's available is Eric Sogard. And you know, you hope to get a couple of starts out of him, you know, in a platoon situation. So you know I just threw a couple of bucks on him, you know, and and got him. But India, I saw his name on the on the fab list and I was like kicking myself. But then I saw the that he went for 52. And I was like, well, I mean, was I going to blow half my budget on Jonathan India? Like right now here on the first fab period? No, probably not. But kind of bummed me out. But you're right. You, know, you got to look through these lists over and over again. I mean, it was like, you know, Josh Rojas and Jonathan India. I'm I'm a little mad at myself in TGFBI for not going for Bobby Witt Jr., you know, I mean, I I say that, you know, now looking at the fact that, you know, that he went. But, you know, also in the fact that, you know, the, the moves, the, the players who got cut, you know, who didn't make the team. Like the, the Royals, no, no Nicky Lopez. Right. So they're putting Whit Merrifield at second. And then the outfield is Gerard Dyson and, um, you know, Michael A. Taylor. So it's like really Bobby Witt, who's now like shagging fly balls, uh, you know, at, at the alternate site. I mean, that dude's coming up faster than whew, who knows, man. Like that's. Yeah, I, think,
1: I think they're going to start Kyle Isbell in right field, or at least Platoona, maybe.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe Platoons, he platoon, You know, he, he goes with like a. Yeah. Well, so here you go. I guess it would be if uh, if they're facing a right-handed. Pitcher, then you go Gerard Dyson and uh, and Isbell as lefty bats alongside Ben Benintendi.
1: Yeah, or maybe Taylor plays center every day. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what they do. But, yeah, I mean, the Bobby Witt, I mean, it depends. If you think he's going to be up quick, then it's worth it. But if he's going to miss, you know, especially if you have injuries, again, there's no— Injured spots. There's only seven bench spots. So that style is similar to the NFPC 15 teams. You know, there comes a point where you're like, oh, how much longer can I wait? But if he does come up in two, three weeks and smashes, then it'll be uh, big dividends.
0: Huge dividends. Yeah. So I mean, I took him in uh, in my home league last night. We're, we're not a, So we're not allowed to keep the first five rounds. So it's a 16-teamer. So it's top 80. I'll go back the, the following year. And then everybody else, you can protect up to 13 guys each season. Uh, and, you know, every three years, everybody throws all their players back in. And it just, you know, kind of recycles that way. So towards the tail end of the draft last night, I mean, I literally sat there, not even towards the end. But, you know, It was probably like, yeah, mid-late rounds because we do a 10-person bench on this. Um, and so like those late rounds, it was like Alejandro Kirk, Bobby Witt. One catcher league, um, you know, Jonathan India, Taylor Trammell, Akil Badu. I'm like, I'll just te- keep taking these youngsters, see what the hell happens.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, some of them are going to get big opportunities. I mean, Jared, Kelnick, we expect to be up. I mean, Seattle will be in trouble if they don't, you would think. They, um, they already sent him down. Right. I mean, we knew that was going to happen, though.
0: Nah, we did, we, though. Yeah,
1: I think it was. I mean, they could use the injury as an excuse, too, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess. There are a lot of guys who didn't make the teams that that really surprised me, besides Kalanick. You see the Phillies?
1: Yeah. Odabel Herrera didn't make it.
0: Bell Herrera didn't make it. Kingery Scott, 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 sent down. Scott Kingery it. got sent down.
1: Unbelievable. So you see, you know, some of these young players, they get the contracts and sometimes people are like, Oh, why are you doing that? Well, it worked. It's working so far for Kingery and remember Josh Singleton of the Astros, same thing with him. Yeah. Um, you know, people were criticizing Albies like, Oh, you could have gotten more. Maybe, but you know, sometimes if, if it's there can't really fault guys for taking it. And then when you see guys who just and now Kingery still might be fine, we never know. Maybe he comes up and starts mashing, but it just hasn't been good for him so far.
0: No, he's looked terrible. He's looked terrible. So I was surprised there. Um, Marlon's sending down Sixto Sanchez. I'm not surprised
1: by this. I think people are overreacting to this. Because they said that they were going to ease him in, they were going to watch his innings, and they have off days. I believe they have... The fourth and ninth day off. So they're going to go with a four-man rotation to start. So I don't know why people are, like, stunned
0: by this. As a procedural move, I thought, you know, okay, fine. Because, they, you know, if they if they didn't need a fifth starter. But they're going to hold him down now until after Super 2. They're not yeah. going to bring him. I mean, there's, it makes no sense to bring him up until after that. Okay, here.
1: Did we expect there, his innings to be monitored this year? Yes. Okay, this is a way to do it. I don't know why people are surprised by this. And I drafted him in labor, so it's going to hurt me a little bit. We have short benches there, but I mean, I'm not surprised by this. So, I mean, it's, it's I
0: mean m- not as much surprise as much as it is disappointment. There are other ways you can manage a guy's innings besides just taking him off the off the table for the first, you know, month and a half of the season. Oh, I don't think it'll be a month and a half. When Super 2? Super
1: 2, Super I, two is I, in I think this is more the off days and building him up. I mean, he threw 61 pitches on Thursday, so he hasn't pitched much. He also had the COVID-19. So they're kind of bringing him along slowly. And if he's not good to go yet, and you're not going to use him in the pen, just let him stay back and and build up conditioning.
0: Right. And what I'm saying is, if you're going to let him sit back and, you know, conditioning, then what's the point of bringing him up, you know, before a super two free agent deadline.
1: Um, I mean, I, he pitched last year, though. I mean, I don't know what his how many days and everything. It matters at this point for him. I, I don't know if that's the issue. All
0: right. I, don't, I haven't I mean, he
1: pitched 39 innings last year at the big league level.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine that they lowered the threshold for any What is it, like 60. I thought it was like 65 innings for rookie status.
1: I think when they need a fifth starter, he'll probably back up. I mean, I, the schedules are kind of weird. Like, I tweeted out yesterday, the Rockies play 15 of their first 21 games at home. And then some teams are off on Sunday, bro, this week. Like, why? Like, I guess maybe because Thursday weather could be an issue. I understand when they do the opening day and then next day the day off because there could be weather issues. And potentially it might be in New York. I know there's uh, there's definitely rain Wednesday into Thursday. I'm not sure what time the rain stops on Thursday. I've seen weather is cold in Chicago, and we know that. It's early April. But, yeah, some of the early season schedules, uh, and it's important to pay attention to this weekend too uh, when you do your your four-day lineup if you're in a weekly league uh, because some of your pitchers might not even pitch this weekend. So you got to take a look at those rotations, who's in, who's out. You might have to roll with some relievers. Uh, So, yeah, make sure you pay attention to that. But I believe there are teams that have days off Sunday. It's so
0: weird because we're used to everyone playing baseball on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Listen, there's nothing that baseball does that surprises me overall anymore. Yeah, right right now the Sunday slate is
1: 12 games. So that means there's, what, like eight teams off or, or six. It's crazy, man. But I'm looking, no sense. I'm looking forward to Sunday night, bro. Shohei Otani, baby. ESPN Baseball Sunday night
0: against the White Sox. Yeah. So my other home league, which I draft tonight, it's, um, it's daily roster moves. Oh, my God.
1: He is so valuable in that format. Right?
0: So, I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, we've got it set up so that, you know, if you have him in as a utility player. And he can only accrue hitting stats. You can't right. leave that
1: him. it's still valuable. Because, oh no,
0: no, no. I know. I know. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I had to like talk to the guy who's the commissioner of the league and just be like, you know, because he was like, you know, you know, we should do two different Otanis. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do two different Otanis. It's one player, he's one guy. You're not. I, I said if if you leave him, if you leave him in your in your pitching slot. Um, any pinch hits, you don't get credit for that. You know, you don't get credit for the offensive stats. So, you know, it's not like you have like a 20, you know, a 25th player and everybody else has 24, um, for you there. But yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, I mean, this is, uh, is only an 11 team league, right? Roto league. And I'm trying to figure out where the hell I draft Otani here.
1: He's going to, I think he goes
0: early. How early? How early is too early to draft Shoei Otani? I think fourth, fifth round is not crazy.
1: If it's, it's a day- I was
0: thinking about looking yeah, for him.
1: If it's a daily lead, I mean, you put him in when he hits, and you put him as pitch when he pitches. Simple. Now, have they said, are they going to not DH him the day before and the day after he pitches, or have they loosened up
0: on that? I haven't seen
1: what they said. I
0: think, I think he gets the day off um either the day before or the day after he pitched probably the day before i would
1: think so that means you would get this week two days of batting first two off saturday and then pitch him on sunday yeah yeah and then what you do oh no well it depends like if you know he's not in the lineup that day you know we could pitch it but if you have your lineup full, then obviously you don't want to put him in thinking, oh, he could pinch hit because he might not. So, yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit more management, but he's valuable in that format if he can stay healthy, obviously.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid this guy's going to give me a a, a a hard time if I draft Otani early and he's like, oh, see, what the hell, man? He told me his value. I said, no, listen, I said you shouldn't make him two Otani's. I didn't say he wasn't a valuable player. I'm just saying you're not getting that that that, you know, cheating advantage that you think, you know, this isn't like a loophole in the system. This is just me being bullish on on having Otani. But I'm sure he's going to piss and moan somehow.
1: Oh, you, people always do.
0: They always find something to bitch about, dude. Yeah, they people always like complain. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have fun going around and around with them. Maybe some, maybe somebody will reach even further and take him in like the third round. Then I'll they might, yeah, they might. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'll let you know how it turns out. I'll let you know how it turns out. So you're all done with drafts. Good for you, Mazeltov. I have two more still to go. Yee (laughs) yee (laughs) yee. One of which is the host league is, uh, is, you know, the host league draft on Wednesday on SiriusXM. Is that a 12-team league? Um, right now, they're at 10 teams and they're looking for two more. Oh, really? Why don't you join? <laughs> Come on, you drafted at 4 o'clock in the afternoon with us. I'm busy. You're busy. My ass, you're busy.
1: I'm sure. Come on, they can't find. Is Fenty in it?
0: No, right? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, listen, dude. I <laughs> again, you know, it's it's comical. Like w- w- when we sit here and we talk about it. Like, how is it? How is it that we're not getting? You know, or or is he not getting interest in in people joining this league like that? Or just just nobody wants to play baseball? I know. You know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I know that, the you know, some of the producers uh, didn't really want to do a staff league this year. And Guess what? They're doing a staff league yeah. because. I, I think as the season gets near, people get the
1: itch to do it. Um, but I don't know why. I mean, I, there needs to be something more on these leagues. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that was one of the reasons why, you know, they started doing like the, you know, jersey of your choice or something like that. Well, they did it for football and they always get there's way more hosts on the channel that do
1: football. So like that, I didn't understand. But I mean, look, I, I, I could understand why baseball people are pissed off. There's I mean, there's just when you can't listen to baseball in the morning in March, it's a problem. That's all I'm going to say. See, I agree with that completely. And people have told me that all the time. Like, really? How do I? I'm in my car. I'm listening and this, that. I'm like, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's uh, fantasy football with the guru from like seven to ten in the morning.
1: No, I'm not up early. He told me even Roto Bowler starts their show with football.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not up that early, so I don't know. But he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I'm in the car and this and that. He's I, like, mean, I, I just switched to MLB Network.
0: Because Radcliffe doesn't do any no. uh, any baseball, and I don't think uh, Fade the Noise does either. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously the Rotowire guys do. Yeah, they do baseball. Yeah, and Elite does when Ray Flowers is on the on there. So they do it like a couple of days a week. Yeah, I listen, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you completely on the fact that you know there should be more baseball coverage. But then again, you know, you sit there and you ask all the baseball people, you know, to, you know, take part, input, you know, hit people up about it, call in, all that stuff. And it's like nothing. Like, you'll sit there and you'll you'll end up, like, doing a show and, you know, during football season – All your lines are jammed and everybody's on hold for at least, you know, like a half hour. Like, I mean, you know, you just, they they start like immediately. They start from the show before you. Baseball, you're like, you know, hey, you know, here's the number.
1: Well, part of it is people have been conditioned to tune out. When they, oh, when they can't listen in the morning, they're probably like, oh, forget this. And they don't even listen the rest of the day. I mean, if you're in March, you're preparing for your draft and you hear football. (laughs) look i get it football drives it and everything but again unless i'm wrong and someone showed me the numbers i'm sure certain that about 90 percent of the people play fantasy football are not listening in march they're just not right you maybe you have your hardcore dynasty people or loyal listeners fine but who's listening in march (laughs) and april for fantasy football I mean, yeah, OK, the fantasy football draft, uh, the NFL draft's coming up. Sure. OK, you'll start to get more people tuned in, see where they go and everything. And then they'll be back out until like July. I mean, you the average fantasy football player, not us, you like my friends, they're not they don't give a shit right now about fantasy in March. They're not listening or consuming content in March. They're not the person who plays in the office league. They're not
0: prove it. Prove it to me. Listen, dude, I, Bob from Accounting is not listening no. to the channel from, from Fantasy Football. Nope. He's not. You're right. I know you're right. You're right. You're right. I know you're right. <laughs> um, well, maybe one day, Adam, when you're program director, you... No, I, don't uh, I don't want that job. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst part is, is that the program director wants the baseball content. It's the step above him that right. doesn't yeah about the baseball content and you know listen i'm i'm glad that you uh that, that you started a leaflet back in the college days of like fantasy football injury news but come on right
1: look i know fantasy baseball is not as popular i mean we can't argue that but there is an appetite for it um so I don't know. It sucks. You know, I mean, we've kind of been trending this way. We've kind of seen the writing on the wall the last mm-hmm. few years that it was gonna head this way. But I never thought that we'd be in March and you can't get any baseball content for hours.
0: I agree. I agree. I think a lot a lot of people are listening on the app now as opposed to Yeah, that's to true. Also, that's true. I mean, people are listening. I definitely
1: get feedback and stuff. Even for alarm after hours, like, we'll joke. I'm like, oh, no one's listening. And I'm like, no, we're listening. I'm at work or I listen on the app. You know, it's too late. So there are people listening.
0: That they are. Maybe, yeah. I mean, listen, I'll take that they're listening on the app as opposed to just not listening at all any day of the week. There we go. There we go. The Cubs offered Anthony Rizzo five years 70 million, and he turned it down. He cut it cut off negotiations. Look at that. I didn't realize they made the offer. I just heard that he cut off negotiations. Good segue, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, well, hey, is the Lisa Anders fantasy draft tonight?:
1: It is. Wow, are you you in that league? You're not in Uh, that league. I'm not in it. Give someone else a chance to win. Ah,
0: yes. I think
1: actually it's it's head to head, and I believe they're ending it right around the All-Star break as well. So let me see.
0: Ah, there you go. Oh, no, wait a second. Half a season.
1: Wait, it ends August 15th. I thought she, okay, maybe right before football. I thought she said around the All-Star break. Okay, August 15th. That's not bad.
0: It's not bad. It's not bad. It's before the trade deadline. No, it's right at the trade deadline, actually.
1: And I believe uh, Gary Sheffield Junior. is in this. We really? had him on. The, yeah, we had him on the show a few weeks back. Mad cool. Uh, and he'll be coming on the show Monday night. Obviously, people hearing this can check it out. SiriusXM on demand.
0: Uh, and Cheyenne's coming on too. She's in this league. I heard she was very excited about it. She's so, already. Uh, She's already texted me. I've already given her some some messages to send you. <laughs> I could rip her team to shreds, dude. Why you got to be like that? I'm dude? just kidding. She was asking me. She DM'd me this weekend
1: with some asking for advice in the keeper league or something. Yeah,
0: you should see what happened when. Um, oh yeah, in the uh, for her auction league. Yeah. Yep. 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 She, you know what? She. I don't know if she told you this right. She left fifteen bucks on the table. at the Oh end. no, she didn't. She, she did. Geez. And my home league, too, a couple of teams up putting on the table. I'm like, damn, are you guys awful. She said to me, she was like, she was like, I, she was like, I, it kept me up all night last night. She's like, I just kept hearing you yelling at me for leaving money on the table. I
1: was like, oh. I did it one time in an early auction, and
0: I learned my lesson. Uh. <laughs> well, go easy on her. She's very excited about this whole thing. And, you know, she's a hunter, by the way. Just so you know, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not saying anything, but, you know, Jim Bowden like made a crack about the fact that she lives in South Dakota. And the next thing I know is that there, she's posting a, a picture on Twitter of her with with, with gun in one hand and the, the antlers of a big ass buck in the other as her son's in the back of the pickup truck with her. And she was like, yeah, just thinking about Jim Bowden and how he was making fun of South Dakota. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to say, be wary, be wary.
1: I'm not worried. She ain't coming to New York. No.
0: no. Did you ever see the movie next of Ken? No. (laughs) It's where a, uh, New York mafia boss, or maybe it's a Chicago mafia boss. Uh, Kills the uh, you know, somebody from like some like West Virginia hillbilly, right, in the big city, and then uh, and then the hillbillies all come and they all hunt down all the mafia people, they kill them all.
1: That's why it's called a movie.
0: Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson, come on, Liam Neeson, that dude, that dude's got a particular set of skills,
1: you don't even know. Do you Is not even a,
0: know that movie?
1: Uh, Which movie?
0: Uh, Taken. Have I seen Taken? I don't
1: think the I've seen it. The one where
0: he's on the phone with the dude and he's like, I have a particular set of skills that are, are a nightmare for people like you. You've never seen that?
1: Mm, I don't think so. There's been a couple of them though, right?
0: Yeah, there were a couple of them, but you only yeah, really need it. to see the first one. I don't think I saw it. The other the other two are like, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah. They weren't as good.
1: But Taken was good.
0: Ah, I dug it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or oh, you want to know something crazy? On Netflix right now, there's uh there's a new movie called um I care a lot. Mhm. And that's actually a really great movie. Is it? It's It's, it's really good. All right. Um, it it can be upsetting a little bit because it's about a woman who you know has like takes over as you know when when old people can't make decisions for themselves and they don't have family to help them they become a ward of the state and she's the uh she's the ward but she's got a little scam working you know where she uh you know gets the doctor to say that they're not having you know they're they're Poor decision making, early signs of dementia. Um, and then they go to the courtroom with that and they're, you know, they're declared that they have that, you know, the she's the ward of them. And then she goes in and she basically like, you know, she takes him away, keep, keeps him in a in a in a facility, um, takes away their phone privileges, dopes them up with medication and, uh, and basically just robs them all blind. All right, I'll check it out. That's the scam, but this one here, the movie itself though, you yeah, I that's well I watched it on uh I think Saturday night or Friday night. Thumbs up, man. I'll give you my I'll give you my thumbs up recommendation on that. Okay. It's better than Yes Day with Jennifer Garner.
1: Never heard of it.
0: <laughs> it's like she's a she's a mom, she's a family lady. I don't I'm sorry I can't watch Jennifer Garner as a mom I'm not at that point yet
1: (laughs) well I got my show Mayans that is back I don't know if you ever seen that but that's on Tuesday night so that's a show I'm watching
0: Mayans
1: yeah it's uh like from Sons of Anarchy like that Mayans were one of the biker gangs in Sons of
0: Anarchy so it's a spin-off of that Oh, okay. So do I have to watch, should I watch Sons of Anarchy first? You
1: don't have to. There's very vague references. You don't have to, but you've never seen Sons of Anarchy? No. Oh, that's a show. Dude, that is, that's one of my favorite shows ever. Okay. I would binge watch that for sure. And I thought, so it's about bikers in California. And I was like, my friend recommended it. I'm like, and he knows me well. I'm like, why the fuck is he recommending this shit to me? Like I started watching it with my ex girl. We were watching it and boom it just fuck she loved it too it just it just hit it's so much goes on in one episode i always say like one episode of that like for most other shows that's a season finale that's how much shit goes on i was just drawn into it and what's her name's in it katie seagal's in it
0: katie seagal as in um bundy yep (laughs) peg
1: bundy (laughs) yep (laughs) that's what we know her as right it's it's bad when you're typecast like that, but that's what people know you as, right? Nah, it's the, that that was one of my favorite shows ever. I was like, whoa. I was like, this shit is, is great. So, yeah, if you ever – I know it's tough now. We don't have a lot of time. But if you ever sitting there like, oh, what should I binge watch? Songs.
0: I'm telling you, man, you're going to watch like five, six episodes in a night. All right. Good to know. Good to know. You know what? It's so easy to pick a fight with my wife and just she'll go <laughs> run into the other room. She might enjoy it too.
1: I was surprised. Yeah. My, my, I watched a lot of it. I don't know if we watched every, but we watched a lot together and
0: she loved it too. All right. I like it. I like it. Good recommendation. See that folks, you get sports, you get fantasy sports, you get movie recommendations, all sorts of fun stuff here. In the meantime, though, that is going to do it for us because I got to go head into my other home league draft. And Adam has to go uh, criticize people in the Lisa Andas fantasy draft anyway. So, Adam, as always, uh, an absolute pleasure. Any, uh, any final thoughts, words of wisdom you want to drop in the world?
1: Now I have people that still draft and just pay attention to all that last minute news, the roster changes and um there's a lot of fluctuation, players moving up. Uh, I've updated my rankings. I mean, there were players that maybe we talk about this tomorrow. There were players who were not on my radar before spring training and that I'm actually drafting now. It sounds crazy, but, you know, things change.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, you know, I'm going to have to like give like a little tweak to my rankings again to add some players um who weren't on there. I mean, I've been updating them as often as I can. To like account for certain things, but now that cuts have been made, um, to go in April 1st rankings, uh, yeah, we should, uh, we should definitely make but some adjustments.
1: I'll also say this one player that I don't have that I really wanted that I hope I don't regret, Corey Seeger. Man, I think this guy's going to have a huge year, man. It's all yeah. about health for him, but this guy, he's tearing it up in the spring, he had a great playoffs. I didn't get him this year. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Corey Seager's a big name. You know, I mean, it's so funny where it depends on where I'm drafting. If I'm drafting at the tail end, I always end up like grabbing Lindor. I just, I think Lindor is going to have a monster season this year. I just do. I just have that feeling. So then it doesn't enable me to take Corey Seager. Now I got to look like Corey Seager. Um, what round is he going in now? I'll tell you
1: this. I'm looking at a main event draft going on Monday night. Uh, Chris Ficaro, Matt Modica are teaming up. They took him seventh pick of round two. Wow.
0: That, Corey but, Seager, seventh pick of round two. But
1: that's basically, they're like, hey, he's not making it back, and we want him. And you know what? I look at guys that are going there. I don't mind it. Like, if you're not taking a picture there, because, like, the guys that went after. Glass, Glass. Oh, my God. Glass now went mid-second round. Holy shit. Um, talk about moving up. Glass now, Scherzer, Machado. I mean, you could argue for Machado, but Bellinger. Bobichette. Holy shit. Woodruff went in the second round. Kenton Maeda and Walker Bueller went last pick around two. Jeez, Jesus man. How the board changes, man. But hey, man, when you're playing in these leagues, and you know, I've written it in the articles for the high stakes um part of the draft guide. You got it. You cannot go by ADP in this, man. Especially the closer you get to the season. Get your guys, man. It doesn't matter. I took Austin Medals around four. He goes in the fifth round a lot.
0: I knew he wasn't making it back. Oh shit, he went in the third round here. I did that. I did that yesterday with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I was like, I mean, he's not coming back to me. I was like, this is the, I think I was, yeah, second pick of the third pick of the, of the second, of the third round. Third pick of the third round. I took Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Because no I knew he that. wasn't coming back to you me. You got to remember, man, ADP is not correct. It's just what the market is. Exactly. It, it's, it's not correct. Well, that's the thing also is that if you are going to look at ADP, you have to look at ADP from like the last two weeks. You can't look at ADP in its entirety because you have a guy who was like, you know, 17th round, 17th round, 17th round for like two and a half months. And now all of a sudden here, you know, in the last two weeks, you know, he's he's tearing it up. He's got the job. He's going to be absolutely phenomenal. You know, and all of a sudden, like somebody's going to grab him. All of a sudden, people start grabbing him in the uh, in the tenth, and then in the ninth, and then in the eighth, and then in the seventh. And all of a sudden, you're like, man, this dude's ADP says he's like fifteenth round. People are taking him in the fucking seventh round.
1: Yeah, it's so just, you got to
0: be careful with that.
1: No, you do. It's just a guide. But if you feel strongly about a player, I always say take him.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's actually, that's what I'm going to be doing in this draft tonight. This is, this is ADP is completely out the window. I'm taking my favorites. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's that, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure that I walk out of here with my, my Vlad and my Meadows and my, my, uh, you know, my, my Loriano and my McCullers and, you know, all the guys who I've been high on now, because the guys who I'm playing with in this home league, these guys aren't the ones who I worry about as far as like reading all my shit. One guy, One guy who, like, listens to me on the air all the time. He's going to be a pain in my ass. But, you know, I think overall, I think I'm going to be free and clear to get my faves here. I'm going to have a fun team to talk about tomorrow. I hope so. Me too. Me too. All right. We're out of here. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Benner. This has been Andy Up. We'll catch you next time.